Welcome, lords and ladies, to another episode of Trapped into Plastic Podcast for the Miniature Hobby Enthusiast. Because I can't remember the other ones we did. Or uh, other options. Uh, our virtual hobby hangout. Virtual hobby buddies. Yes, buddies. And we were lucky enough to get Eminem to say trapped under plastic for us for this episode. <laughs> John's mouth may have looked like he was moving, but <laughs> it wasn't actually. Yeah, it was just a voiceover, so it sounded real. So today, the preamble ramble might be a little bit uh, anemic. Uh, <laughs> anemic? But yeah, we're trying to keep it a little bit shorter. But the first one we got on the list is John. You three printed something, actually, yeah. for the first time. Yeah. You had your buddy do it. You did it with on your own printer in your own house, dealing with your own toxic chemicals, wearing gloves. Oh, yeah. The keeping chemicals. the cats away. How'd that work out? All right. So, started off with, um, I had a buddy who was going to come help me um, set up the 3D printer and everything. Mm-hmm. And then I, before, the day before, I'm kind of looking through their terrible ass pamphlet and how to do it <laughs> in seven languages. And uh, English was the one that I ended up using. Okay. <laughs> you had to decide. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, which of these is going to lead me to a positive result? And um, I just got ants in the pants and I just put it together myself. And it was really easy to put together. It's a it's an Anycubic uh, 3D resin printer, one of their new ones. And it was pretty easy. Um, what I think I'm going to have troubles with potentially in the future is after the first print because i only done one print mm. and no i did two i did the test print and then i did you did a little printed off thing. yeah i did the cube nice and then i printed that went well so i'm like i'm just gonna print four minis because this one's got a bigger print bed so i just want to throw four on there i probably could put on 10 yeah of that size maybe more and it went smooth and this printer it's one of their new technologies is it prints up to th- like approximately three times faster. Oh, nice. So to print those minis, which some of them were as big as probably 60, 65 mil- millimeters tall, it took two and a half hours. That's very fast. Yeah. And so that was really cool. Wow. Um, I I had to do like make my own like hobo cleaning and curing station because <laughs> I don't have any of that stuff yet. So I just like dumped a bunch of isopropyl alcohol into a little bucket uh-huh. and swashed them around. Okay, okay. Danny, who we'll talk about later, told me that it's it's good to use a little toothbrush. Or maybe yeah. it was you. I don't know. It's not, yeah. That's a common thing. Also, yeah. like little pickle containers. Have you ever seen those? Yeah. Yeah, pickle those jars? are, yeah, yeah. They have like a nice little like elevator lift. You can put the mouths down and then just oh. pull them out and kind of like rinse them, brush them, put them back in. It's very uh. convenient for See, that. I have a thing that would be perfect for that that I, I took um, is our local game store was expanding a couple of years ago and the the business next door that they expanded into was a barber shop so they broke down the wall between oh, the yeah. two and so I, I, I'm over there while they're like cleaning up stuff and whatever and they had those barber shop comb containers yeah the barber side dude yeah where it's like glass and it's got that thing where it's a metal rod that goes down with a little basket with holes in it and dude, you can pull it up perfect I took it and they're like you can have it I'm like sweet I'm gonna like Put I, my plan was to strip models in it, like yeah. fill it full of Simple Green, chuck a bunch of models that in works there, too. do whatever. And I did that a couple of times, but Simple Green could suck my balls because it sucks. <laughs> the only issue with that thing is, is that it's only about as as wide around as like a softball. So there's a lot of 3D prints you're going to do that just aren't going to fit in there well. Mm-hmm. But for that reason, it'd be great. Yeah. So yeah, it the the printing went super smooth. Um, I cannot figure out how to get the mini off of the the plate without having it fly across the room. Yeah. Um, there are 
some people use metal spatulas. Um, that when I did that, I was always kind of marring up the build plate. Yeah, I did the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> the plastic one that comes with it is its edge is way too round to actually yes. get under anything. Um, there is a plastic spatula with a very sharp edge that I use to get stuff off. Now um, it was a certain link. I don't, I don't know what it was, but that, that was the most helpful. Okay. I'm going to have to pick one of those up. Yeah. Cause I'm sure they don't just carry that at home Depot, but maybe they do. When you, uh, leveled the build plate, did you follow their advice and level it to the LCD or did you put the vat in first and then level it to the vat? Uh, I did it with just the LCD cause that was the way they told me to do it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like a piece of paper and stuff like that. Yeah cool yeah. yeah some people were reporting problems of like build plate adhesion because they did that and they used this method called the flint method which is the name of the guy where you have the head loose like i'm sure you did mm-hmm. with the lcd one and then you level it to the actual vat itself because that's where you're actually pulling the resin out of right i'm not sure how much of a difference it makes obviously it worked for you it worked yeah. i'm just worried about the next ones of like did i clean the build plate properly did me getting a couple scuffs on there is that gonna mess with stuff and mm, yeah probably not. i don't know but yeah i mean it makes sense if there's then that tiny little extra layer and then your build plate goes down and goes flush with that yeah like but just the consistency of resin like it just holds to a surface so well yeah. i gotta believe that even if it goes straight down flat onto that um it's still a, a tiny layer of resin there oh for sure yeah and so but it was smooth and they cleaned up well um, I wonder why it prints well. faster. See, I don't know. I'm confused because like there is a constant value that you have to hold to, and that is the exposure time of each layer. And it, so, what's oh, making us? It has on? to do with the the kind of screen it is. It uses a different kind of UV light. Oh, so it can expose faster or something yeah. like that. Oh, okay, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, dang, dude. Yeah, and then I bought one of those silly little like nail polish uh, like UV light thingies, yeah, yeah. and I asked. You know, how long do I let it cure for? And and a couple of people told me around 15 minutes. And so I did that. And they were really brittle. Like I, I busted a couple pieces off. So <laughs> I wonder if it's my resin. It is. Okay. Yeah. Because they just give me the basic anycubic. The green roots. stuff? It's white. Mine is white. Is it translucent? It's not translucent. Right? No, it's okay. opaque white. Okay. Which I'm like, sweet. You know, it's opaque. It's going to, you know, to actually show pictures on camera, it's going to be better than the translucent one. But it's white. So it's like, you can't see it. Hard to expose. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> overexposed. So. Um, okay. That's yeah, that's interesting. There are people that uh, go so far as to like do like mixtures of different brands to get like detail versus like rigidity and things like that. Um, I haven't experimented with that, but oh. there are people I know who have like mixtures they swear by. Wow. Little witch brews. And this is where I'm scared to go down that rabbit hole <laughs> where 3d printing is its own beast. Like oh, I yeah. want everything pre-supported, you know, pre-sized, yes. pre whatever. And then I just throw them the, f- the files in their little USB card and you hit go and you hit go. So I'm pretty happy with it. I do have it in my painting uh, room. It's on a table on its own in that room. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to put it back in our um, storage room. Right. But my wife's like, no, you get this whole big ass room just uh, for yourself. That's a good point, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it's just a good point. And then the, the, like after an hour and a half of it was running and I'm down there painting, she comes in that room. And she's like, oh my God, it smells terrible in here. Does it? Yeah, it's not that strong, but okay. you can definitely tell. Okay. You know, people have said it, it smells bad. And then when I first used it, I, I wore a mask and stuff like that. And then like while it's running though, I can't smell anything, but this room is, I guess, kind of large. Um, 
but there's like AC in your in your room, right? Yeah, so, I got air returns and everything. Okay, so yeah. I mean, it wasn't terrible, but you could definitely smell it for at least <laughs> and a couple hours after. But um, the whole my biggest problem was the whole cleanup of getting that resin after you're done printing from the vat, like in back into the thing. Keep in the, it in there. In the, just just keep have it, it sit there. Keep it in there, and then when you want to print, mix it up. Um, the only, the only thing that requires you to clean it out is if you have little floaty bits from cured resin that are in there that like were unsupported parts of the model. Cause okay. obviously those hard parts will block the UV light. Yeah. So if you have failed prints and then you have to clean it out. But, uh, Danny told me, and a few others have told me as well that there's no, there's no point in pouring it back in there. Just, just, just stir it up and then go off and oh, print yeah. again. But like, what if I don't print for another two weeks? I'm just like, do I put a little saran wrap over the top so I don't get dust and stuff in you could, it? I mean, the thing is closed, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe there's dust inside of there, but... Well, I was worried about it actually curing by being exposed to the light in the room and stuff. Is there UV light in CFLs? I don't believe there mm. is. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, maybe there's... I don't, I don't know, there's actually. UV, there's UV light in, in sunlight. Yes. But I don't have I any windows, windows in the room. <laughs> <laughs> the, the true dungeon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If there's a fire down there, I'm fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> One exit. No windows. All right. Uh, moving on. Uh, Sam put out a video about yeah. uh, the little hobby hangout that we had because he was filming. Uh, and what did he call it? The Thunderdome. The video? Thunderdome Paint Jam, dude. 2020. Yeah. I think my favorite line, and you already know it, in that was. Uh, how calmly he said when he was talking about our game, he was like, I was on Vince's team, so I knew I was going to win. And <laughs> yeah. I was just like, yeah, you, you just knew that? Um, but yeah, that was Yeah, so just that, that little shot across the bow. Like, <laughs> check it out there. It's like, all right. Now now things are serious yeah. at this point. Like, we're going to have a rematch. I don't want these new teams bullshit. I want to stomp their faces. Yeah. I'm going to like build like a super aggressive, like no more blood knights. Fuck that. Like we're going full on. I want you to have two dragons. Oh, two dragons. <laughs> yes. Just two dragons and two direwolf units. It's like, that's it. I don't even know if you could fit that in, but it would be close. In a thousand points. Yeah. A thousand points. If you could. Yeah. That's what we're doing. And I told them like, fuck you guys. I'm bringing three catapults next time. <laughs> and then just have a row of dudes and catapults. And yeah. you're all going to fucking die before you get to me. You <laughs> slow ass Stormcast Eternals. <laughs> now it's personal. <laughs> now it's personal. Yeah. We learned our lesson. Yeah. And we won't play again until then. So we'll be equally as rusty. Yeah. And then we'll make the same mistakes. Yeah. Well, yeah. I definitely won't play again until then. We'll have to we'll have to do some some strategy sessions. We've been like scheduling the next uh, visit though. Yeah. yeah, we need to for our mental health. Uh, yeah, I mean, I need to, and like I think it was Vince that said it's good to have something to look forward to. Sure. And I hadn't really thought about it in those words, but that's what Adepticon is every year. Yeah. It's some I start getting pumped for Adepticon. In, 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 like the day on the drive home from Adepticon. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's fresh in the mind. Yeah, but otherwise, like July or August, I'm starting to get the itch, you know, and really kind of rubbing my hands. July my... or August? Yeah, because if I wanted to work on a competition piece, that's when I I set myself where I wanted to start. Okay. Because I knew I wasn't just going to, I didn't have the ability to sit down and like 
put 40 hours a week into a competition piece. So you sure. got to give yourself enough runway in order to get something you're, you're happy with by the end. Mm. And so as soon as I start working on the competition piece, I was like, oh, baby, <laughs> going to be in the crystal brush case. In seven months. In seven <laughs> months. And then, you know, every single time, we're a week till Adepticon. I'm like, am I going to finish this? <laughs> <laughs> so much for runway. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you just like give yourself more slack. So you're not as, you know, motivated to like put yourself on that hard deadline. So, yeah. Yeah. I told my wife about how you guys are like scheduling the the next meetup. And she was like, is it in 11 months? And I was <laughs> like, oh, I don't think so. <laughs> 11 months minus six. <laughs> but yeah. The plan was to, to drive to Southeast Wisconsin take a break there that's where i live you can sleep in my childhood home oh this if you're is gonna be me, weird which I, I assume you would meet my parents dude oh man and then uh from there go to ohio because i feel like vince did it in two days right he didn't do it in one day yeah he stayed at sam's and then he came right. then they drove to my house yeah and then we went to your house so. i could see him doing it one day like while doing push-ups and painting miniatures <laughs> in the car <laughs> you know we gotta like throw some random dumbbells in the back of your van for, <laughs> for <laughs> sam get our pump on. Yeah, like, oh, sam gets his pump on. yeah 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 in the back yeah sounds like a good idea <laughs> big ass flex quando glasses on <laughs> yes and just pull up to stoplights just like doing reps staring at little children that's always weird when like you look over and the person's already staring at you and yeah like, you're like no, no, I want to be the first to stare. <laughs> Being the second to stare, you're always like, shh, okay, look okay. away. Yeah. All right, last bit of Pramble Ramble. Uh, you uh, were a stream co-host, a.k.a. you read my chat. Yeah. Oh, damn, you read it well. Oh, man. It was, it, I think my reading comprehension went up two grade levels oh, just yeah. from that few hours. Yeah, yeah, because like, it's not just like you just say everything that runs across. You have to say it first, and then you have to read it to yourself, analyze it, be like, is this shit posting? Yes. And then, then you say it after you say, okay, it's not shit posting. Then you go through with it. Yeah. And I did make some goof ups where I didn't read it to myself first. And I was like, oops, you read right. like some of the auto moderated messages that were like removed <laughs> like profanity. And you were like, what is this? <laughs> Ooh, I probably shouldn't have said that. <laughs> uh, but it was, I mean, it was a fun. I really enjoyed it. And I, and I really enjoyed it in not painting. Yeah. Because it was like, I got to sit there and, and you were painting and, I was hoping you would be more productive because you weren't always having to reach out and you could just respond to things as I was saying them. Yeah, it was. I mean, we didn't paint the whole time because we started it by eating food. Oh, that's right. We're eating <laughs> sandwiches on stream. Because <laughs> like we, we did the podcast earlier in the day and then we had to go straight into the stream. We had didn't have time to go and get like food and stuff like that. So we got to deliver them on stream. And then we did like a little unboxing and then I painted and I painted like the majority of the blue fabric of the entire unit, which is kind of like a, a major step. Um, so yeah, I got a lot done. It With a fair amount of, of, of steps in your building up of highlights in it too. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It was like, oh, I base coated all blue and then I had highlighted it light blue. Like there was a lot more to it and it looks really nice. Thank you. It's a really good accent color that doesn't distract, but it still adds something to the model in a nice secondary color. So yeah, I, yeah. It's the blue of the American flag. Right. Right. Team yeah. America. Team America. Fuck, yeah. Uh, I was inspired a little bit by, by Vince. I think I was listening to one of his army painting videos, like while driving to your house or something like that. And in it, he describes how he does steps of painting. And so an approach you could take to the the blue of the knights is that you could, you could base coat them 
one after the other and then like layer them and then like shade them one after the other i instead just did the entirety of the blue step on one model and then set it down and did the entirety of it on the second one etc moving on and on because like i had this really like annoying way of painting where it's just like i put paint down and then i put some more over there and put some more over there until it looks good like it's it's not systematic and so i think with that not systematic approach where it's basically like it's it's in progress or it's done um it's helpful to do the entire thing at once and then move on to the next thing yeah no i i get that i get that there's that fine line of like it's five of those right let's say you had you had a list where you had like 20 of them you might reconsider that or not and just seven months to finish it dude i want a 10 man unit um of so people sent me those just one person sent me two of the like the flyy ghosty horses oh and someone had a great idea i don't know who it was but they were like you should put the horses on flying stands like they're they're (laughs) i'm just like nah, i have to do it this is the best idea that's Um, awesome but yeah so i've never seen anyone do that i want a big big ass unit of 10 but maybe just maybe just five again would be a good good thing but anyways that was super fun. I got a lot done. You're welcome back anytime. Yeah. We're going to have to do it again. It works well when we align the taping of this podcast yeah. with the day that you're going to stream anyway. For sure, yeah. So I think we can we can align those stars again in the near future. All right. And hopefully on a day that I have a video that's coming out because that's the best of days oh yeah you know friday yeah it's yeah. like oh bam the the video is out at at 7 a.m i don't have anything to worry about today and we can just record and eat sandwiches was that a kenny boucher reference the literal the literal best, the literal best. it is the literal best of all days he puts them out on fridays right is it friday yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah i think most people do right really no uh, no not really i mean you do he does uh, Adam does with Tabletop Minions. Black Magic does. Oh, Black, no, he, he he started doing Thursdays. Yeah. Um, uh, like he and Goobs, I think, in ML2, like, and I could be wrong with this, but they're like roughly a one a week, but it's not always on the same day or the yeah. same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I saw, was it the other week that Goobs put his out at like four o'clock in the afternoon? I'm like, Goobs, what are you doing? Four o'clock in the afternoon? This is crazy. <laughs> You're crazy, man. You're breaking the rules. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, it's when the video was done. I'm like, Okay, fair. It's <laughs> a good reason. All right. What'd you paint? I painted a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> I like turtles. <laughs> it's a good looking turtle. Yeah. I, I'm really happy with how it turned out. And when, and, and in the time that I did it, it took me probably about five hours, I think, start to finish. Um, and I really liked it. It's a really cool model. And we're going to talk about in the news today where mm. that model came from. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was a 3D print. It's one of the ones from I said my one time of 3D printing. Mm-hmm. This was one of the models, and it came out well. I think the the resin, the trade off for it being more brittle is the detail was was pretty solid. You couldn't see very many of those almost like the little wave lines if you look at it in the right angle. Mm-hmm. Are, is pretty solid, uh, crisp, pretty crisp details. But I'll talk about in the after party today something that I tried in this. Um, in relation to the skin, if you're looking at the picture on the screen right now, if not, um, I'll have it up on my Instagram. You can check that out if you're listening to this. But uh, in relation to the skin, how the skin is as vibrant as I got it. Yeah, it's super saturated. Yeah, and so there's two key things that I did to get to that. 
Um, spoiler, one of them is Chimera Yellow. Mm. Um, yellow and green, baby. Yeah. yeah. It's very nice. Um, but yeah, I really liked how it turned out. Um, it's It has just the right amount of details where I wasn't just like bogged down in the details. A couple of specific features, namely the skin and her cloak that I wanted to be where I spent most of my time and energy mm-hmm. and everything else I just wanted to knock through. Yeah. Um, but it's fun. I've never painted a turtle before. The turtle shell was fun to paint as well. <laughs> turtle shells. Try to make it look like there's a little bit of a of a hint of of uh, gloss to it by really stark highlights where it's a material that has some shine to it. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. That's with, tricky. Without spending uh unho- unholy amount of time to try to achieve that. But yeah. in in a similar way to how you deal with um, non-metallic metal but the difference was is i didn't push the dark so much like you do with metal right okay because with metal you want to also go really dark and often have times have that really dark next to that really light here i just did the edges and the the parts that would hit directly from the yeah. sun above yeah, yeah that they're noticeably brighter quite a bit brighter than okay. anything else okay yeah yeah i don't i, I always thought that the level of reflectivity determined how dark something would be. So I, how dark the shadows would be. So I assume your theory is that metal is a higher reflectivity than maybe turtle shells. <laughs> this well, is a weird conversation to have. <laughs> we have to check with the scientists on this. <laughs> yeah, I don't fucking know. Uh, but yeah, okay. I mean, if, if it looks like a turtle shell, then it looks like a turtle shell. <laughs> yeah. Are you using matte paint? Uh, yes. Yeah. Flex, baby. Yeah. I don't, I'm not going to use no shiny shines. <laughs> uh-uh. What do you, uh, what'd you paint the most, most of it in? All Chimera? Mm-mm. No. Some P3? Nocturna? So I use some, no- the green is from Nocturna for <laughs> her skin. <laughs> and then it's Chimera yellow. And then I have a video out. By the time this is out, <laughs> yeah, you, you can actually it. see it painted. Yeah. We'll link it below. Um, but the, the sweet, sweet magenta for her cloak is Chimera magenta. <sighs> Uh, a really nice purple color to to dull it down for the first coats and build up to magenta and then sunny skin tone for the highlight on a magenta cloak what skin tone on a cloak <gasps> yeah yeah it's just the name of the paint yeah it's, it's not a re- requirement get creative people gosh uh it's not creative because everybody uses sunny, sunny skin tone for everything yeah. yeah i just watch a lot of angel heraldes <laughs> he uses it in every model so i'm like i need to be good so i'll do that too that's the one paint that you like put you, you made me try to steal from the source. You put it in my pocket shirt. Yeah, and, I'm yeah. like, you need to own this, dude. It, what, I mean, like, can't you just mix it with like white and yellow and like a little bit of orange? Maybe if you use Chimera orange, because it's a very vibrant orangey skin tone. Okay. Also, I'm a hipster, and whenever someone's like, "You need this," I'm like, "I don't. I don't need anything. I don't need anything. I have everything I need. I wear Vans. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I, I own awesome. Vans, so yeah, I can say that. Yeah, yeah. So do I. Slip-ons, checkered. Mm-hmm. Or you think I'm a checkered man, or a black man, or a white man? You're definitely a checkered man. I'm a white man. Oh, I don't, like, I don't like ska music. <laughs> I don't like ska music. <laughs> Actually, mine, mine are black. Sorry, they're not white. Uh, but yeah, no. Checkered is exclusively for people who want to two-step and listen to ska music. Okay. All right. All right. Um, what did you paint? Oh, he's looking at us. I painted a renegade knight. Well, I finished it, I should say. I painted... Well, I'm not bobble- actually, is he a bobblehead? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So I don't know if this was entirely necessary, but I, I did magnetize him at the... Uh, at the hip um i don't know if people do that i think 
Yeah, that is. Is that the hip? Is it the midsection? Is it the? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. The waist. The waist. Um, do yeah. people do that? I don't know. But I, if he doesn't like it, he can just super glue it together. That's very true. Yeah. In hindsight, I don't really know why I did it. I was like, it'll make shipping easier. Maybe I don't know. Mm. But uh, everything else is uh, magnetized. Oh boy. And one thing that didn't make it into the video that I wanted to make into the video was I was going to use Kaizen foam and make a custom shipping tray for this stuff. Oh. And that would look like really cool. Yeah. Um, I didn't have time to do it for this video, um, but I am going to do that for the shipping just so that it keeps all the bits and bobs in the right spot. These but, are such a tight magnet on these arms. Yeah, I really, I really went overboard because the first ones I used were like really shitty or they weren't strong enough. But like everything still articulates, like even the joints articulate still. Yeah. I don't know if that's, uh, holy cow, that was actually the magnetic force made him lean. Watch this. <laughs> it's like an action figure. I love it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I painted this. Um, uh, tons of new things. So I, I consulted you about uh, streaking grime and oil washes and the differences thereof. Mm -hmm. And I did a little side by side of my oil mixture and of uh, the uh, streaking grime post uh, white spirit rinsing. I took two pictures and I asked the guy which one he preferred. Oh. Um, but the streaking grime definitely has kind of more of a, I don't want to call it smoother effect, but less grainy effect. And maybe this came down to how I mixed the oil paint and how much white spirit I put in it. Mm. Um, but yeah, he ultimately preferred the oil paint because it was just darker. I could put black in it and make it darker. Um, but yeah, they both, uh, they both look fantastic, but they're definitely different. And I'll have the comparison photo on the screen right now, um, for you to see if you want to see the difference between the two. Yeah, there is a, there is a noticeable difference between the enamels and the oils. Mm -hmm. One thing that I've learned with oils is that when, even when you do an oil wash, I found that it works better if you don't thin it down as much as you think you should, mm. because if you get too thin, you start to get the oil paint to separate. Yeah. And the more higher quality, because I think you, you bought some pretty high quality stuff. Didn't I, th you? I mean, I thought I did. I don't, I don't know how high quality it is. Um, but if it's the artist grade stuff, so the top shelf, <laughs> if you buy that top shelf oils, <laughs> um, it holds uh, the pigments together when it's thinned down even further. Because I bought like mid tier stuff. And it probably was low tier stuff, but it was Windsor Newton, but they're lowest tier. Okay. And when I did a black oil wash, it just was like a grainy mess. Yeah. But the thing is, is you, you assume that you want it to be a consistency of a wash similar to like null oil, right? Right. And right. that means it's very thin. But the cool thing is, gosh, it's still super black because it's oiled and it's super black. So it's really thin. It's fine. Yeah. But in actuality, um, because you have so much control when, it's, when you put it on um, of what you remove and where you remove, that you don't need to be as thin as you think you do. And that's good because you can really um, get those deep like panel lines and deep, you know, recesses really dark. And then when it dries, because it's still thinned, it, it won't like completely cover all the color underneath. Mm. Yeah, that was actually uh, super nice. Did you, I've, I've never done, I mean, have you done an oil wash through an airbrush before? Because mm -hmm. I feel like, uh, I feel like you'd have to probably thin it I don't know if it's true. Thin it more to go through an airbrush than maybe you'd want to for like a normal pin wash. Um, well, I I haven't done oils, but I've done enamels. Yeah, it's and the enamels it comes through a lot weaker when it comes out the other side. Hmm. Um, and I did I did thin it just a little bit with some mineral spirits, but it it is not as stark 
of a, a product when it comes through the airbrush. So mm-hmm. I assume oils would work the same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, so yeah, that's what I painted. But actually, the nice thing about oils is because their surface tension is so much lower, higher, lower, uh, lower, lower, lower yeah. surface tension that they're amazing to go through an airbrush enamels the same way because they're they don't get clogged at your tip like they don't get the dry tip going because it doesn't dry that. yeah yeah i did the whole model and i had no i had no problems but then i was like how do i clean this so i just did it with white spirit but that kind of feels like it uses a lot of white spirit but i guess that's not really expensive yeah well what you want to do is make sure you pull you you shoot white spirits through it and you pull your needle out um and you try to get in there um, I like to use those um, flossing little picks mm, okay. and to get in that <laughs> thingy. Yeah, yeah. And um, and then I, I'll run like 99% ISO and I'll do the backflow technique with 99% ISO to, for it to just gurgle all that ISO up. gets rid of it? Oh, yeah. ISO, ISO is what you want to clean it out with. Oh, okay. Yep. All right. Did not, 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 not. Yep. That will take care of you, uh, all your, your issues there. Okay. I laugh when you said the dental pick thing because... Uh, What's the name of that place? Awada. That's not a place. Uh, Awada <laughs> sent me their cleaning kit for, to like review it. Uh, not like in a video, just like to give them feedback about it. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, super nice that Awada notices that people use their product and then sends them more stuff to check out. I really appreciate that. Like no, no brand does that other than them uh, that I've been familiar with. Anyways, cool. they sent me that cleaning kit and they wanted feedback. And one of the things I said about was, I feel like everything inside the kit should be like in a water branded thing. Like the little dental picks say Dentec on them. And it's like, okay, like <laughs> it's a little on the nose. Like at least put a water on it. Um, right. Cause like, Oh, so I can just go buy these for pennies on the dollar. Exactly. Elsewhere. Yeah. It, it makes it feel like it's a little bit lower value, but, sure. but whatever. But yeah. I painted this. Um, interesting question. Maybe we can do this in the podcast more. What are you planning on painting? Oh, what am I planning on? Like, painting? What are you maybe looking forward to painting or you're, you have to paint for a video either because it's sponsored or because sure. Whatever, um, it's a space Marine. <laughs> whether it's a space Marine. I, well, what I want to paint and I don't, I, I, you know, I think I would want to do this as a video, but I don't necessarily have to. And this isn't anywhere on my calendar, video calendar right now is I did get that miniature from black crow miniatures of the Druid holding the little sparrow oh yeah yeah i want to paint that for my mom as a gift yeah yeah and i and like i just the other day my wife was asking me what do you think we should get your mom for christmas i'm like fuck (laughs) i have no idea what to get her so i'm like sure would have been nice if i would have been proactive and oh i'm just burping up a storm (laughs) (laughs) you're struggling Uh, um it would have been nice if i would have been proactive and had that mini done for christmas i mean it's october it is October. You got time. But, yeah, but before... Okay, dude, I know how you're thinking right now. Whenever you look at a model, like a display model, you're like, that's a $100 investment. But it doesn't need to it be. It doesn't need this to be. This is for your mom, you yeah. know? She's going to love it no matter what, because moms are awesome. Yeah. And two, she doesn't paint miniatures. <laughs> she's not going to know. She's going to be like, you, you fucked up the wrinkle volumes, okay? <laughs> she's not going to care. Oh, she's totally going to say wrinkle volumes now. <laughs> Uh, so mom, mom Scott told me it was fine. <laughs> Jump the message your mom and be like, send me a pic of that thing. I'll tell you everything to say about that. Terrible. <laughs> Just to fuck with you. Uh, no, someone's painting that right now on my Discord. So they recently sent a picture of like he has all these lovely wrinkles like yes. on his cheeks. Uh, it's such a 
amazing sculpt. Yeah, it's gonna be. It it reminds me of when we took uh, the Wizarding School class from yeah, Ben Comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, that model is super cool too. I should paint I that. I need to finish painting mine too. Yeah. Um, the Wizard of Igni. Yeah, I think Agni or Igni, one of the two. Egg, yeah, Agni, but. I don't think you can even get that model anymore. Nope. I mean, can't. Limited edition. Mm-hmm. Maybe he has them for like classes and stuff. Yeah, I'm sure he, he has his own little stockpile. His little stash. Um, but that's such a cool, with a giant ass hat. His big old turban on that guy. Yeah, dude. Oh, um, man. I love it. Yeah. That that the, the, that class is pretty cool in that he really made you approach it in a story focused way. Right. Um, and that really informed the painting a lot. Yeah. You, you didn't have to really struggle over color choices because the story directed you mm. you're like okay based on this scene mine mine was um he was a like a a roadside merchant and he's kind of down on his luck and he's he's not a rich guy all what you may think of when you see his big fancy turban and stuff mm-hmm. and it's him uh, out in the desert in some like little encampment right as the sun is going down mm-hmm you get this bright orange reflection of the sun and then this like the blue shadows from underneath and it was like i i don't have to worry about what am i going to paint this skin or or all that kind of stuff because the story told me mm-hmm. yeah i i just lifted a another story that i have from a different diorama that i want to do where this guy is a uh, like he's he's on a road to necromancy because of bad shit that's gone on in his life and so like i used greens in the skin tones i put like reds in his eyes and stuff like that because he's like kind of like tired and stuff but yeah that's all i painted though was the skin i didn't paint anything else yeah i didn't get to a whole lot else yeah i got the face basically done i just pictured like what does that road look like is the road like, of necromancy yeah is it, is it like a, a gravel road <laughs> <laughs> definitely not oh maybe like uh you know some grave dirt some zombies i guess sure. that's, that's where it ends yeah. Where does it begin, though? Yeah, he's somewhere on the road. He yeah. doesn't know that soon it was, instead of it all being dirt, it's just bone dust. <laughs> bone dust. And that's what the road is covered in. Boner boy dust. <laughs> Oof. Turned to dust. So that's what we painted. That's what we painted. What are you, do you, you have something that you're kind of looking forward to or yeah, on the dude. docket? Uh, this is a sponsored video, but it's a model that I legitimately want to paint because it's a fucking wood elf. Uh, but I'm going to paint Andy Wardle's bust of his big elven dude with the, the huge antlers and this really cool sword over his shoulder. Oh, um, yeah. I'm looking forward to doing that. I don't paint many busts. I painted uh, three, three busts. So this will be my fourth one. Um, and that's always exciting. I'm going to do lots that, of greens. That, that dude is more horned than man. Oh, dude. Yeah. It's very ornate. <laughs> He's super horny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You could really, you could lose some serious hours um, painting all that with a brush. I think I'm just going to do it with an airbrush because mm. they're all so tiny and spindly. And it's just like, I don't know. We'll see when I actually put it together. I actually know, I don't actually know how thin and spindly it actually is. Yeah. 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 You know what we're going to say to you? All the spruce and spruce are going to say to you, like, hey, Scott, you know what those horns look like? They look like they're airbrushed. Mm. <laughs> and I'd be like, I don't care. I use an airbrush. No, uh, but um, one thing someone mentioned, you just said sprued and spruette. And I didn't realize this. People, uh, there was a, someone said something about the word spruette, how that wasn't, oh, oh man. Okay, because it's dude and dudette, mm-hmm. not dude and duet, right? So it should be sprued and sprudette, not sprued and spruette. What do you think about that? Spruette is just a much better word. Yeah, it just it, it's nicer to say. Yes, 
Um, and it gets the it gets the point across. Yeah, I think so. I mean, oh, I, you know what? Okay, okay. Feedback to that. We're not the the word they're extending is dude in that that yes. has a D. We're doing sprue. Yes, which has no D. Yes, less D. Yeah, which makes sense because it's a female. Honestly. Right. Yeah. It's it's not like it's. Just <laughs> to add in the D. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, uh, you did it to yourself. I did. Uh, well, the thing is, it's not a it's not a verb. It's not like, oh yeah, what are you gonna do? I'm, well, yesterday I went and I sprued for a while. Like, there's no <laughs> there's no version of the word sprue that has a t. Can we make it a verb though? Yeah. Oh I'm yeah. Sprue all over you. <laughs> oh, oh dude, I'm not feeling so good. I think I'm gonna go <laughs> go sprue in the corner. <laughs> all right. The main topic for today is the essential beginner toolkit. Um. So I kind of waffled a bit on the budget for this thing. Like, okay, is it 50 bucks? Is it a hundred bucks? I think both price points are interesting. It's like, what would you buy if you had 50 bucks or what would you buy if you had a hundred bucks? And so I, I figured we could probably go back and forth or you could do your entire thing at once or I could do my entire thing at once. Should I we feel like, like there's going to be some similarity. Yeah. Should we write, like have a list down where you do it dollar by dollar or are we like estimate this is roughly, this will roughly cost you this. And then we kind of do a rough estimate at the end. Well, because I'm not a professional, I don't actually know what any of this stuff costs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Should we stop so the, the podcast real quick? And so, uh, so the dollar amount is, I, I, I could give, I can probably give us a rough estimate. We can look up stuff if it's a specific paint set. On hold on, I think one. we should pause, take 15 minutes, make an actual list and resume. Okay. 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 Before we do that though, I want to clarify. Clarify. Okay. Is this the list we'd want to give somebody that is just starting into miniature painting or is this the list where my wife divorce divorces me she gets all my mini painting stuff in the divorce and i only have a hundred dollars to my name and i need to restart myself i don't know if there's much of a difference for me personally okay i think those those items would be very similar yeah you're probably right um but i'm interested to know how you would change it for a beginner i would i would change it okay we'll, we'll, we'll talk, talk about that okay. we come back we're gonna come back and Two seconds. All right, we're back. We got Woo! some list. I min max the shit out of mine. Yeah, John threw his together, then went and took a poo. Yeah, uh, so yeah, no, it was a pee. I already pooped. Okay, you're right. Okay, so well, my list is better, so it doesn't uh, matter. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, so let's let's uh, well, well okay. Do you want to do it all at once or one item after the other? Or what I, you okay, I say like we alternate. You say an item, and then if I also had that item. We discuss it, and if you say an item, like I did, that wasn't on my list. Okay, I like that. Okay. It's interactive. Yeah, it's fun. It's, yeah, that's what we're here for. Okay, number one on the list: wet palette. Wet palette. Masterson wet palette specifically. Eleven twenty-five on Amazon right now. Yeah, eleven twenty-five. I upped it to twelve dollars just because oh. I'm rounding up okay, here. No, I'm in max in here. Okay, that's ten percent of the budget gone. Okay, right. It's ten percent of the budget. But the question we ask is. Scott, why don't we just make our own? Oh, shit. Yeah, I, well, you, I honestly didn't think about that. Yeah, I thought about that. But honestly, this one wet palette will last you for a long, 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 long time. Probably. Probably you don't break it, like dropping it or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you like keep it in the freezer so it's frozen and then you drop it, that's the only <laughs> way I think you could break the damn thing. It's such hey. a great wet palette. It will last you your whole painting career, more yeah. than likely. Yeah. And if it doesn't, it was eleven dollars and twenty five cents. That's true, right? But again, if you wanted to, if you want to save money, uh, that's your goal. Making your own is yeah. is totally legitimate. It, it's it's legitimate. But here's why I decided to invest twelve dollars into that: is that when you're, especially when you're a new painter, 
there's a lot of things you could screw up in making your own that could make your life harder. Just having a Fair. perfect, a perfectly flat bottom, the right kind of sponge. Oh shoot! One thing we didn't put into account here, we didn't put on our list: paper, paper, three dollars for parchment paper. Reynolds baking paper. Yeah. So when I did this the first time on a video where I was like the cheapest way to get into it was for like 11 bucks, I did just do a hard palette. Um, but yeah, all this stuff kind of racks up. And that's like three bucks for Reynolds. Do I, hold on. Do I, is it three bucks actually? What do I, cause I, oh, no, no, we're good. We're good. I, I still come under a hundred. Okay. I'm probably now just slightly over, but I rounded up on everything. So that's true. Go that's to hell. true. Um, all right. That was my, so first yours time. was wet palette. Wet palette. Um, I'm going to go to... I'm going to leave like the heavy hitters for the end. Okay. Can we agree to that? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Sprue cutters. I did not include this. You did not include this because you're an animal and you're just going to punch them out with your fat thumbs. No, absolutely not. I'm going to use a different item on my list. Oh, a different item. Yeah. So then maybe after I share my, my sprue cutters, right. you can just share what your alternative What was. What sprue cutters are, you, are we talking here? This is less than $3. Whoa. At Menards. Okay. Okay. So Menards is uh, if you're... They don't have Menards in your area. It's like a Home Depot or a Lowe's or yeah. a, a home improvement store. Yeah. If you just go to their tools section, buy where they keep um, like screwdrivers and stuff like that, they have all this section of this stuff. And this yeah. was the, I bought this exact one. I still use it to this day. I just recently got one of those fancy Tamiya edge cutters for like 30 bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this one, you don't have to worry about messing with it you can cut straight through real sprue like the actual bits and stuff like that yeah um it's fairly straight on the edge you have to do a little bit more cleanup but it's cheap as heck yeah and it works great yeah um it'd be interesting to answer the question while you cite these specific items what would you buy uh in that realm if money was no object um like if you if your wife divorced you and you were getting all your shit back um and like you and really won the lottery hundred bucks <laughs> well no like maybe you had 200 bucks like it doesn't matter um, so yeah, I did not have side cutters on mine because they, they were originally in there. I have a, I have a pair for five ninety nine, like some hobby ones. If you, you can find beginner side cutters, uh, through brands like Zeron, uh, with an X, um, Excel makes some as well. Um, I know the local hobby store, uh, hub hobby has a few beginner ones. I was looking through those recently. Um, but that, they didn't make the cut. Um, so instead I have a uh, an exacto knife and i wanted to put the soft grip excel one because i'm all about mm. brands um mm -hmm. but i couldn't fit it into the budget so I went, I went with the cheapest one i could find on amazon for 549 yep exacto blade so i figure you can cut models out of the sprue with exacto blade you can shave off the sprue bit remaining on there and you can clean mold lines all with one tool yeah so that that will save you some if you can only buy a limited amount of stuff I think that is the way to go. I would agree that Exacto is higher on your priority list than a sprue cutter. I also yeah. fit a five dollar Exacto in my list. Yeah, it's because you went to Menards. I got some pleb. Yeah. <laughs> well, I also you can get the sprue. You can get a sprue cutter at Menards too. It's just called a straight blade or whatever it is, and you could do the same thing. Oh, you could get it even cheaper than that. But are the ones that are like they push. Oh, the retractable up. blade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the cheapo retractable, which isn't as good for your fine skills of of shaving off the sprue bits. Okay. Okay, you're up. I went exacto. Okay. Yeah, but that was in response to my sprue cutters. I'll, I can go again. Sure. Yeah, you go again. Um, I went with uh, Duplicolor Automated Flat Black Primer. Oh, sorry. No, 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 no. Uh, sorry. The Krylon. The Krylon. Uh, Supermax All-in-One Paint and Primer. This is five 
$4.99 on Amazon right now. This is one that some painters do use. I've never used it personally. Um, I bought it with the anticipation of making an aerosol primer comparison video, which I still plan to make. Um, but this one is that this one some painters use, and it's cheap and Ye flat. Yes, I I went with a slightly cheaper, also Krylon that I get at my Menards. That Menards, I use. baby. Yeah, you save big money. <laughs> <laughs> um, nice. And so that roughly, depending on if it's on sale or not, it's between less than $3 to just under $4. But it's a paint and primer in one, a bunch of different colors. I like, it's their standard, like paint your plastic or wood furniture kind of stuff. Mm. Um, and it, it works fine. It's not too thick or whatever. You, obviously, there is etiquette in painting with a rattle can. In any kind of rattle can, you can mess up your models. But um, this stuff has worked great. I When I would batch paint a buttload of GW terrain for people. I'd paint 80% of the model with just that stuff. I would just like go dual fist it. <laughs> like little green, little yellow. <laughs> it's kind of fun. Yeah. Three bucks. Three okay. bucks. Damn, dude. All right. My next one. Now I'm going to cross off Reynolds parchment because we already went over that. My next one is super glue slash plastic glue slash yeah you, mm. you have to choose one or the other here we don't have money for both <laughs> right so honey it, put it back <laughs> you, what did i say you can't get the 12 pack <laughs> okay so here's the thing if you're going to be just painting plastic models i would say a hundred percent go with plastic glue yeah, and a lot of us probably are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're if you're doing resin, if you're doing well, the thing is, like, if you're doing three D printing, you probably won't have to glue anything. Maybe yeah. you will. Yeah, maybe you will. But then you'd want super glue. Yep. So I just gave myself five dollars for that because I think you can get a because five dollars at Hobby Lobby gets you the Tamiya plastic cement five bucks four ninety five. Okay, so that's what I'm going with. Oh, that's nice. Final answer. My, the, and what an answer. So yes, I have both on my list. Oh, you're buying both. I'm buying both. Look at you. Um, you're going to have like three paints at the end of this list. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> so to me, a plastic cement on Amazon is $5.49, but it's, it's 50 cents cheaper at Hub Hobby or Hobby Lobby. Hobby Lobby. And actually cheaper than oh, that because you can use off. your 40% off coupe. Nice. I had not considered that. Um, so yeah, I'll just stick to Amazon prices just because maybe European people can't go to Hobby Lobby. There's not, is that overseas? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. But, but if you, you want to save more money, that's a great way. Also, an alternative as well is no matter where you are in the world, you probably have a dollar store near you. Yeah. And you can get some cheap-ass super glue. Oh, super glue. At a dollar store. That's very true. So, oh, yeah. I'm pretty list? confident in that dollar amount to yeah. make it work. Um, Wait, what? Was that a, was that a, was that a reference to, like, exchange rate? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. I don't know if it's a pound shop. Is that what they call it? A pound shop? <laughs> <laughs> um. I went with Tamiya Plastic Cement, five forty nine, yeah. and I also went with Bob Smith Industries Super Glue, the one ounce container, mm. um, the medium CA. I feel like that has the most value, um, and it, you know it has. You know what we didn't think about? Fuck, man, basing materials. Just this use dirt. Is, this Just is, use dirt. Okay, yeah, that's free. I have dirt. a whole YouTube video on how to base your models for free. There you go. Boom. Dirt zero dollars. Zero dollars. Um roots okay rocks bark <laughs> yeah and oh maybe but then would you want thin ca glue anyways i went with medium <laughs> ca because that's just the most useful i think 
for putting together models for sure. Yeah. Um, you're a fucking renegade if you're using thin CA to put your models together. Dude, yeah, you're in for some real hurt <laughs> if you're doing that. Um, so, yeah. But now I'm kind of like, yeah, if you don't need super glue, I don't get it. But it's used for so much more than assembling models. I use it for like basing all the time. Um, so it has a lot of value there. Uh, but yeah, that was my next one. BSI super glue, the one ounce container. The two ounces are nice. I have those ones as well. Um, but yeah, we're saving money here. Okay. Do you have anything else on your list that isn't in our big three? I don't know what the big three are. Would be that, that, and that. Uh, have anything no. else? No. I did have something. No, no. I, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's the remaining ones. Okay. I have one more thing. And this is really debatable, but it's cheap. And I think if you get in the habit of using it early on in your painting career, it'll do you well. And that is a thousand grit sandpaper. Hmm. For what? For like making scale shingles and <laughs> asphalt? Like, I don't know what it's useful for. No, it's for cleaning up your models. Yes. You don't need that. It's so, it's so much easier to get a, a really great smooth surface for $3. Yeah. For $3, Scott. It's so, it's, I mean, whenever I'm painting, even something budget, for I mean, fun, you yeah. know, it's, I mean, if I had a little bit more money, I'd probably say those sanding sticks because those are even like more user-friendly and, and yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, with the sponginess. Yeah. Yeah. But just getting used to for your like final smooth, you know, they always put that damn line down the middle of the shoulder pad. Yeah, I hate that. And yes, you can kind of take the line away with an X-Acto blade, yeah. but it's not smooth. And this, you just kind of buff over it. A thousand grit is such a high grit that... It's as smooth as, as straight out of the mold. Yeah, that's an option. You can get kind of fancy with things, Acto knife, and kind of try to follow the curve a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but you know, if you're too heavy-handed, you will see it after primer. Yeah. Um. Here's where here's where your Exacto fails and this stuff succeeds. Right. You you strip. You take off a little strip of your sandpaper. You fold it in half, and all those freaking mold lines on the knuckles. Oh, you, you just zh, 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 zh. yeah, you just do the old credit card check right down the <laughs> right down the butts, and then you can get into areas and just like smooth them really fast, mm. and you can reach spots. So depending on how anal retentive you are on cleaning your models, the thousand grit sandpaper, good purchase, not necessary, up to you. Okay, okay, okay that's my last out of the top three. You kick off the first of the top three. The first, obviously, we gotta talk about paint right i want to leave that till the end because i think that's gonna we're gonna have some interesting stuff there okay so you can't say paint i won't do paint uh so okay the brush okay i really really wanted to have people buy a size one Raphael a404 or a da vinci maestro size one size one's the the sweet spot the the most useful size for a natural hair kalinsky brush but they kind they kind they cost like 13 bucks at least depending on where you get them on amazon they're it's ridiculous. They cost way too much on Amazon. I think it's because of a shortage on Amazon. But if you go to like Blick, um, they were like 12 something, 13 something. Um, but I just couldn't fit it into the budget. But depending on how you spend your other money, you might find mm-hmm. the, 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 you know, a way to buy that. If you're a beginner, I might not buy them because you're just going to fuck up the brush because you don't know how to, you know, like you're not familiar with it and you might get like paint in the ferrule and stuff like that. Um, so maybe don't get it. And that's not like a knock on your ability. It's just like a new thing. It's like, don't buy it. So I ended up, you know, what I didn't think about as well. Brush soap, brush soap. And you don't know. if you, so if, okay, if you're getting a Kalinsky 
fancy pants Raphael or Windsor and Newton or Broken Toad or whatever, you probably should get some brush soap because that $17 is not going to last you long if that brush dies. Uh, yeah. But if you get the alternative brushes, yeah, so I don't give a shit. <laughs> the alternative brushes are these. They're kind of big, actually. You're actually holding one right now. Yeah. It says it's a, it says it's in your drawer. It says it's a size eight. No, what the fuck? Yeah. And it's like a size two, three. And if you don't know this by now, many of you might already know this brush sizes, the numbers they give <laughs> is complete bullshit. Yeah. It's there is no standard deviation that all size one round brushes are all the same. Yeah. So that's why when you said Raphael 8404 size one, I prefer in the Windsor and Newton, they're size two yeah. because it's slightly bigger than the Raphael, but their size one is noticeably smaller. Right. So if we if you hear a number, it's more about the actual size, not the number meaning anything. Right. But these yeah. are size eights, but they're about the same sizes, a little bit bigger than a Raphael. Yeah, it's, I would say that's like a size three Raphael. Yeah. So, so yeah, instead of going for the Kalinsky brush, I went with the this insane value five dollar pack of like what like eight of these ten of these i think it's 12 12 okay here's the thing though some of them are great some (laughs) of them are not good yeah so i think the when i first bought that the first brush i took out i painted a lot of the duchess on that brush i was like this is amazing yeah actually i think i messaged you when i was doing that I i could paint the fucking face and the eyes with this brush and then i got another one and i was like what is this trash <laughs> yes. um so it's kind of a lottery uh it is. but it's five dollars it's 12 brushes and if they're not they don't got a good tip you can use it for base coats for for basing for anything yeah. like yeah yeah and the great thing about having these is that um as they die and their their tips will tend to curl after a couple minis um or they'll start to split a little bit on you um, when you're new to, to painting, you don't have a lot of junk brushes. So you yeah. these quickly turn into junk brushes. Yeah. <laughs> you you snip off like half of it and you got a good dry brush. That's true. You know, it's a big fatty floofy guy like this guy. That's just great for slapping on stuff on your basing or use it to put on pigments or or whatever else. Mm-hmm. You suddenly have... Oil paints. Yeah, oil paints. You suddenly have crap brushes you're never going to throw these away. I'll say never, but you're probably not going to throw these away very often, especially when you start. So that was your brush choice. Yep, that was my brush choice. Okay, so the this specific brush um, in those packs is available at Hobby Lobby, and they're kind of tricky to find because they're typically not in the um, painting area. They're over in the crafting area. Yeah. It's, at least at my Hobby Lobby is a separate station. They're kind of by the poofy paint, so you may have to look around for them. But... <laughs> You can find similar things like this on Amazon. I've told that people I've I've been told that people have found very similar things. The key is it's a golden taclon bristle. Yeah. And the golden taclon is quite firm. And so especially when you are new to painting, a firm bristle um, feels more natural because it has less of a floppy give and it feels more like writing with a pencil. Yeah. Honestly, I prefer it too. Um, yeah. I like I like stiffer bristles as well. Yeah, I do not like a floppy brush. No one likes that. Paint um, with a whip. <laughs> <laughs> uh, painting with a spaghetti noodle. Um, okay, so I added a second set of brushes. So my brush total was double yours. And it's also a pack from Hobby Lobby. So I had one pack of these and one pack of, they're also golden tacklon, but they're a step uh 
that goes lower and lower in size. Mm. It's six brushes. The, the biggest of those brushes is smaller than this, and it goes all the way down to a pretty tiny one. Yeah. And that way, if you wanted to really get those dotted eyes or really a thin line or something like that, you have options. It's another five bucks. Yeah. You can get the variety pack too, yep. um, which comes with you know those sizes. Less quantity, obviously, but uh, half the cost because you're only buying one pack of brushes. Yep. So that's an option. Um Okay, I think I, that I went. Yeah, I nah, went. you gotta go. Nah, I gotta go. Yep. All right, so here we're gonna talk about the second to last thing we're gonna talk about is light. Yeah, and this is a point of much contention, and Scott and I really kind of struggled with this. Yeah, we waffled. We waffled a bunch. <laughs> so my total dollar amount spent is roughly twenty three dollars on this. Um, Damn, son. Yeah, and half of it well not even uh, roughly half of it is on the lamp itself and that is buy a cheap ikea articulating lamp with a with a desk clamp it doesn't really matter the brand you know um so you don't need to get a fancier one or anything like that yeah yeah but that's just your housing that's how you can get it to go over your surface you want it to be able to move it up and down yes the slightly better quality ones you get the better those springs and stain. The tighter they are. The tighter yeah. they are. So I think you 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 might have glossed over an important thing about the lamp itself. There are hobby lamps that are like a foot and a half tall. What's going on with you, bud? Ooh, nothing. Nothing. I'm good. Were you just sneaking something out there? Are you a little concerned about the yeah. the, the, yeah, the state a, of the matter coming out? <laughs> it's a it's a bad time to like hold your phone between your legs. <laughs> oh God! I smell my phone. <laughs> no, what the fuck. Um. So. Okay, you, you, you want to get a lamp that's got a nice long uh, arm to it. Mm. And this is because mm. if you're an elbow painter like I ha- was for so many years, you don't, I don't know, if you go lower, you kind of have to crunch, you know, get low yeah. and, and bend the spine. So it's nice to have one that's nice and at least has the option of going high and going low depending on what kind of painter you are. So it's a Tertio lamp from Ikea. costs twelve ninety nine. Yep. And then for bulbs, bulbs, I got a little bit generic here. Mm-hmm. And I, I said, get the brightest, whitest light you can afford. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, I put like 10 bucks, <laughs> 11 bucks in for Fair. that. Fair. And so you want, your goal is to have the uh, 5,500 um, Kelvin. Yeah, yeah. So that is a, a bright white light. That will not like throw off your colors like a soft light would. Right. And then also there's some variability there. Um, basically you want uh, a daylight balanced, right? So this up here is 5,100 Kelvin. Mm-hmm. So you have some flexibility in that range. So like if you go on Amazon, you search 5,500 K, 25 watt bulb. And it's like, wow, this is like $25. Um, mm-hmm. It probably won't be that much. Um, you you can like look for a different Kelvin value too. And it'll, it'll be just as white looking to you. Right. But it's the brightness is also as important as I mean they're both yeah. equally important. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Because um, I mean, all the first time you paint with a really, really bright light compared to what you had been painting before, yeah, you'll be like, "How the hell was I doing this?" Yeah, dude. So to me, the asterisk on this list is probably the first thing I upgrade, along with probably more paints, is that bulb. Yeah, I think that's a, one of the best investments you can make, and even dual wield it. So you got one on each side. Yes, so you get a more of a halo of light where you're not casting weird shadows from a single light. Yeah, I want to go to that too. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So for my bulb, I did a it's five eighty. It's from GE. It's uh, fifteen watt and it's daylight balanced. Um, one thing people kind of fret about is color rendering index CRI. 
honestly, the effect of that on your painting is largely debatable. Um, the effect of it in your photography is obvious. It does make colors look um, different, uh, desaturated, more green, magenta hue. Does it really affect how you paint? Maybe in a, in, in a small way, but I don't think it's in a way that's like worth fretting about until you got some more money and you can buy like an ot light uh, bulb yeah. um, or some other ones like Alzo makes some nice ones. Oh yeah, I got those light of a thousand suns oh, my ones God, you yeah. told me about. What, how, what, what are they 40 watt each? I thought they were 60. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. You can't look directly at them. No, they're, yeah, they're super bright. I um, painted with those for a long time. In fact, the light that I use right now those are superior in many ways. Yeah. I just have mine for convenience. But um, I still remember, you know, we were talking about the lights and you're talking about the CRI. Yeah. You know what yeah. came into my brain? What? That old timey video from like three years ago, four years ago, five years ago you did where you actually did the side by side of stuff on your table. Yeah. 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 The video where you showed the CRI. And you could see the reds. Yes. Yeah. It, it, it made a big difference. And then it's what. It's old timey video I, thought, I, was like, I was like i made a western like spaghetti western like, what are you talking about oh no okay i get it it was just there, there was yeah it was a silent video and they're just like <laughs> like like the big black screen comes up saying what i said and then it moves on yeah okay that would be a pretty hilarious that would be funny video. yeah that'd, that'd be super funny yeah that's like a that's like a april fool's day quality <laughs> shit oh man okay all right so yeah, that's that's where I'd say is one of your biggest areas of, of looking to invest your hobby dollars if you're looking to. It's not as sexy as like buying new models and buying new paints, no. but it really will help you. Out. Yeah, yeah. All right, last thing and the yeah one of the most important things: paint, paint. Should this I go is first? It. You go. This is it. You're finishing up strong. This is got strong. You've got to win this round. Forty four dollars. Forty four dollars. Vallejo starter set. You reviewed it on my channel, and you reviewed six five beginner paint starter sets and that was the one that had the most mileage in it yep. you could grow out of it because yep. Vallejo is a good paint brand it's mm -hmm. well known it's respected I'm sorry Vallejo for my uh, overseas friends um, and it has a lot of great standard colors that could be mixed into all kinds of different things 44 bucks almost half the budget right there gone yikes it was rough yikes on bikes alternatively if you're painting something you could just buy the paints for that model Okay, yeah. say you're painting ultramarines. Okay, you need three colors. <laughs> you need blue, you need a wash, and you need black and a silver, maybe a red if you're feeling fancy. Yeah. And that right there is 20 bucks, maybe. So that's a way to paint too. You don't need a set, you can just buy what you need as you go. But this is like the, the catch all solution. Right. Yeah, right. if you wanted to. Uh, you're like, I really want to paint in this paint brand. I want to kind of commit to that and I want to slowly build my collection because this is a brand I want, whether it's yes. Games Workshop, whatever. That's probably the way to go. Use yeah. what you want when you when you need it. Yeah. And if you do that, that opens the budget wide open. Then right. we can buy side cutters. Then we can buy mm -hmm. the the the, uh, the nice brushes. Yeah. But yeah, I assumed a set was nicer. Yeah. So All right. Blow me away with your final thing because okay. I know you've been spending money that I haven't been spending. So... All right, saving I'm money somehow. I'm spending $35 on my paint. Son of a bitch. 30. 11 $9? Yeah, I cheaper? Saved 9 bucks. I look at all I got. I got I got sandpaper you don't got. I got a better bulb. I don't know. You got side cutters. I got side cutters. Gosh. Okay, so I went with the Build Your Own Paint Set 
through pro acryl paint. I didn't even know it's the thing. Yeah, well, you need to learn. Educate yourself. <laughs> okay, so pro acryl paint by Monument Hobbies. Um, they offer, they have different series with different paint sets, but on their site, you can do a build your own paint set of 10 colors. So they're getting 10. I think you were getting 12 with Vallejo. I don't know. I can't remember. Hold on. I'll look it up. Keep talking. Okay. So you get to pick from their entire range, any 10 colors you want for 35 bucks. Also shameless self-promotion. I have an affiliate link <laughs> that if you want to order any Procryl paints, um, you get 10% off your first order by using uh, promo code NINJON at checkout. So you yourself would actually be paying $31.50 instead of $35. Okay, so why I like this 16 is... 16 paints. 16 paints. You're definitely getting the volume over me with that. Yeah, each one's 17 mil in size i think the pro ones are a little bit bigger hold on i think i have some yeah i thought they're 20 mil now but anyway so this kind of gives you all right where is it let's just 22 so 22 from a milliliter perspective so if you were like okay i'm gonna paint my army you can pick the 10 colors out of their range that's very nice and and you can include metallics as well in that too so if you i just want a silver i want a silver and a copper and blah 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 and their metallics are really good um, straight Vallejo metallics versus pro Quill metallics pro Quill knocks them out of the park. Okay. Um, but also you, if you're like, I don't have a specific army I'm painting for, I'm just starting and I want 10 good colors. You could get your black, your white and your three primaries and maybe, uh, you know, like a Brown or secondaries or whatever and get a mm-hmm. purple. So, or colors that really excite you when you look at them while looking on their site. So that's what I went with. And I, that's if I was starting or if I was telling someone that had a hundred bucks, that's truly what I, what I would recommend. Cause they're a solid paint range and you're not going to go wrong by starting out with them. Okay. There you go. There are, are under a hundred dollars. I have absolutely nothing list of hobby equipment. Wow. That took a while for you to get that. Yeah. Out. The brain, uh, you know, I had to go to a different platter and the reader was kind of like trying to figure <laughs> out shit. Where's this word? Um, <laughs> But yeah. Oh boy. You need to get an SSD up there. <laughs> I do. Um, oh man. All right. Let's, let's tech jokes. Now we're on to the newsy news. Yes. And speaking of lists and all that stuff. Okay. Okay. That is a big red box. It's a big red box from the wonderful Jazza, a big art YouTuber. He sent me this recently. Jazza has this thing on sale right now. And what it is, is a, is a big box of mini painting goodness. <laughs> um, and everything that we said in our list and significantly more, including models. And actually, we didn't, we didn't consider models in our budget. I, when I did the $11 in one thing, I, I, I tossed a mini in there. You wouldn't need glue if you didn't need to assemble it. Yeah, now you're just min-maxing at this point. I am. Uh, I'm looking for a well-rounded experience of stuff that they're going to need. No. No. Because the minis... Okay, here's my thing with the minis. Okay. You are excited. We were in the news. Now we're, <laughs> this is my mm. fault. No more news. <laughs> it, you got into this hobby because some part of mini painting excited you. Probably you bought a board game yeah. or a buddy introduced you to Warhammer or whatever. So that's something that it's so individualized. I don't think we include it. 
Right. There's my stipulation. Okay. Okay. Back to Jazz's big box of turds. I mean stuff. <laughs> it's it's got good stuff in it. I got to looking at it already. Yeah. Um. So Jazz has this big art collection. Three boxes. One of the three is a miniature focused one. And inside here, there is everything: basic materials, cork, uh, poster board, milliput, super glue, plastic glue two kinds of models that like kind of like more of a space marine one more of a display model a wet palette like uh, paints there is so much in this freaking box um and they're on sale right now i think for a limited time and this is not a sponsorship um we didn't, didn't pay for this um we opened it on stream mm-hmm. and honestly everything he was in here uh is, is is pretty quality stuff um yeah, it's not our. It's not the exact things that we went over in terms of specific products, but yeah. there's actually a lot of the things that we talked about are in there. Yeah. I think Masterson's palette is in there. Masterson's palette's in there. He's got you know classic red, uh, yellow, gray milliput. Um, yeah, that's he's a got a bunch one. of great stuff for uh, diorama making in there that Ooh. I have cork sheets, all that stuff. It's just great for base building for your models too. If you're looking to like get a sick like gift for like someone who's into miniature painting, that is awesome, and it'll be linked in the description below. Good. Timely. Way to go. That was kind of news, kind of main topic. I like as a bridge. Related. Yeah. Okay. On to some other news. I feel like it's really easy for news just to be Kickstarters. Yeah. Um, and I'm concerned about that. Maybe I shouldn't be concerned about that. Should I be concerned about yeah. that? Well, because like the only reason that it kind of concerns me if it sounds like we're playing favorites to certain Kickstarters and not mentioning others. Sure. Because yeah. the amount of Kickstarters that happen in a given, you know, Fortnite that revolve around the mini painting hobby are pretty vast. Yes. And so it's tough. I understand your plight. I think we, uh, (laughs) thank you, brother John. (laughs) (laughs) We just, we, we put what we're interested to talk about. It could be Kickstarter could not be. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. That's true. People want to pay us a buttload of money. We'll talk about their Kickstarter. This is our, this is our (laughs) podcast. Okay. So screw off. No, uh, the first one on the list is, What's the name? What's Dio, Diorgard? Dorgard. Dorgard. I just call it Dorgard probably to piss off Andy. Okay. Andy Wardle, <laughs> friend of the show. He's not a friend of the show. But we say that because it makes it sound cooler. <laughs> right. Um, Andy Wardle yeah, released his Kickstarter of elves and other things. They're all display models coming in at a variety of scales and also sizes. Some busts, some full figures. I think it's mostly full figures, right? Yeah. You got a lot of cool people to paint a lot of stuff. Yeah. A lot um, of cool models. Yeah. For sure. I've been seeing a lot of things kind of percolating up through the Instagrams. This is elves, so this is right in your wheelhouse. Oh, buddy. It is. Yeah. But there's a samurai, which is right in my wheelhouse. Yes. And he's he's debatably elven. So you yeah, can yeah, just yeah, say yeah. it's a samurai. Oh, I guess his armor is kind of elven. Yeah, he's in he's in Elvarai. Yeah, but oh, hold on, you keep talking. Oh, you're gonna go get it. Yeah. God damn it, Andy, you're getting all this free stuff from us. Andy. Okay, so these are some pretty sick looking models in general. Um, Scotty showed me them. Um, they look at this box. Look at this. This this is if you get the big slamajama. Oh, this is a big slamajama box. Yeah, if you buy the big slamajama, it comes in this thing. Look at that art card, dude. It's got this nice little art thing in there. Look at the horns. Yeah, Look. the horns. Yeah. He is so horny. He wrote a little note from Andy and Henry. Yeah, don't read that out loud. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, that's for later. <laughs> um, and then, like, all these nice little compartments. And what I'm not showing you also is there's concept art cards for each model in here as well. This is the big boy that I'm going to paint. That is an awesome bust. It actually, the anatomy looks really fucking cool. And right. I haven't painted a big buff boy ever. So oh. I'm kind of excited to kind of like screw up the muscles. So many volumes on this. Yeah, dude. 
Oh boy, that's gonna take. Oh, he's got really pointy ears. Look at his pointy ears. Oh, that that is that's a gonna, true elf ear. That's gonna break. Don't break that. It's gonna break. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so he came out. I like elves. I like Andy. <laughs> what if Andy funny. is an elf? I mean, he should dress up as okay, elf. No, no, elf. no flame. But I think he's a little short to be an elf. He's a short guy. But like Santa's elves are short. He's ripped as fuck. So. I hope he's not listening to this because he would like <laughs> bend me in half. <laughs> uh, I guess, yeah, some elves are short, yeah. But you know who wants to be Santa's elf? You want to be fucking Legolas. <laughs> uh, I'm cosplaying as Santa's elf. <laughs> so that Kickstarter is currently live if you want to check out the, the cool models. And they're actually really reasonably priced, too. Yeah? Yeah. I actually haven't looked at the prices yet. Yeah. Typically it was like 35 It's like 35 bucks for one of the 54. Seriously? Yeah. I think don't quote oh, me 50, on that. Fifty-four, yeah, that, 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 yeah, that's a great, that, that great scale range. It's kind of in between gamers and display painters. I like right. that. Yep. So you can check that out. Mm-hmm. All right. The next thing that we're going to talk about is not a Kickstarter, okay. and that is about Magic Carp Fly. <sighs> Magic Carp used Fly. Magic Carp used Fly came out with the second video in a series that he's calling Journey to Warhammer, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you watched it? I watched it. Um. Oh, I watched it. Oh, you watched. So I was scrolling through the the, the Tup Facebook, uh, to find news. <laughs> uh, I think Facebook. Thank you guys for that. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, I'd seen the video, but then I saw what the reason I'm bringing it up is because, um, they posted the video in the Facebook group, and some of them were not a fan of it. Um, for 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 various reasons. I can, um, I could. I could understand it. Maybe because the thumbnail is taking the piss a little bit. Yeah. Or it's like four grown men are painting plastic models. But that that's just the right amount of self-loathing humor plastic that toys. I that I yeah. love. Um, so it worked for me. But it may not work for you. But, man, the edit, so crispy. The video is so crispy. It's the kind of content that I wish more existed of. It's the same thing I said last time is the first video came out. Yeah. But it's, I love it. When you look at it through the lens of storytelling, it it does a really good job without coming across as overproduced. Like it's just like, oh, here's a scene where you're sitting around their new table that they just built and you're mm-hmm. just like talking about some random stuff. Yeah. But that is so difficult to have so many random shots and scenarios so and many. stuff and different the timeline had to be all over the place when certain things were yeah. shot. To pull that together to make it feel like you're just smoothly following that story from start to finish yeah and that it was really is really interesting now i will say the actual content of what they did wasn't in particularly as exciting as the first one but like when you spend eight minutes screwing up how you built a table i'm just kind of like well that's kind of cool but i mean it looks like it works the question is, is how long is it going to last i mean i don't know i have no idea if it can hold terrain and in, in models yeah some might say it's good enough i really so it's kind of like three parts the the first part is like about competitive gaming and ITC. Mm-hmm. The second part is kind of like about them painting their armies and like what they're buying and stuff like that and how their collections are growing. Mm-hmm. And then the third part is kind of eh, it's kind of like the building the table, but the the two second parts are kind of like mixed a little bit. They had coronavirus um, sprinkled throughout the oh, whole time as yeah, well because yeah. that's a key part of their storyline of why this has taken so long to come out. Yeah, how it's affected all this stuff. How it's affected not only them personally, but also the whole Warhammer kind of community with things that, yeah. that us as hobbyists and as gamers have yeah. had to go through. Absolutely. Um, but I just love, like, they just talk to so many people in the community. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of this interesting thing where it's like, 
these people are involved because they like they they want to bring exposure to the thing that, the thing that they love, right? Mm-hmm. But also at the same time, you know, it's just like a coming together of like different people, and we're all sharing our passion. And then the fact that he's showing it off in the video and, and crediting everyone, it's like a, it's kind of just like a big old ball of just good feels. Yeah, you saw the guy who did the ITC stuff, and he sounds like a super lovely person. Yeah, uh, Trindamir, the guy who uh, the CEO for Riot Games. I didn't know he was into 40k, but apparently he is. Yeah, all these cool all these cool stories uh ed fucking sheeran yeah i didn't know tweet from 2017 about how he was like painting models in a green room something like that so cool i didn't realize that that ed sheeran everyone knows henry cavill right but ed sheeran he paints minis yeah i had now i come to think like there's a dice rolls chance that any european actor or artist (laughs) or singer or something from england especially yeah 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 is probably is involved in warhammer yeah um I did not know that you were in that video prior to watching it. Oh yeah, yeah. And he had some crispy voiceover. And yeah, I wish I used a better mic. Um, <laughs> didn't use these, did you? No, I didn't. I was in my editing room. That room's kind of echoey. Um, but yeah, we recorded that. I don't know, probably like five, six months ago. Oh wow. So yeah, I think he, he I think he interviewed a lot of people and got a lot of different info. Um, and I have no idea what I said, but I'm glad what he kept <laughs> in is. What I still believe. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was good. that was good. I think the I can see where that video can come across as those guys being kind of pretentious and kind of like downplaying things that so much of us in the hobby already know. But you have to take it with a grain of salt because their main audience isn't us. Right. right. Yeah. Um, but the thing that I appreciated that I think most folks would appreciate is that they're not considering themselves different or above no. all the content creators and people that are a part of this world. They went out of their way to try to like get enveloped in it. Yeah. And and like one of the guys was talking about like random things about midwinter minis and stuff. Yeah, about like, penny and stuff. Yeah. yeah. He's, <laughs> he's like, yeah, and a midwinter minis and he, you know, he's colorblind and his wife helps him and blah blah blah. And like they knew some obscure stuff that like, oh yeah, we in the hobby y'all, you know, we watch these content creators all the time and we appreciate all the work they're doing. And so for somebody to come into this hobby and to just kind of engross themselves in it and yeah. really go down the content creation, you know, lane, um, that felt pretty cool. Like that, that feels like they are super genuine, genuine. Yes. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. I loved it. I loved hearing about how all that, that guy knew that, uh, that Brent was a, a chemist and that guy was a, a sound engineer or sound mixer. I worked for uh, audio companies. Now, you know, I was a software engineer. Um, yeah. That was really cool to hear, to hear all that. I love the whole fucking video. Um, I cannot wait for the continuation of this series and, uh, and just hearing what they wanted the video series to look like also was super fun. Cause like they want it to be like a, their journey into competitive Warhammer and like, like how their placements work and stuff like that. And how like maybe they, they get ranked and things like that in that whole story. And it's, mm-hmm. it's so cool. Um, episodic content is not popular on YouTube and it's because typically as episodes get released, they, they do poorer and poorer. Right. Um, and it's because it's like a, it's hard to start in the middle and YouTube's all about like a video came out, watch it now. It's going to go viral. And if a video comes out and it's like, oh, this is episode three of some series that I, that came out six yeah. months ago. It's like, I don't want to go back and watch that first one. Right. Um, even though you fucking should. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's hard. It's a, it's almost like he's kind of martyring himself to make amazing content. That's not even his own hobby. And so it just. There's so many reasons that I love it, um, and that that's just one of them. Yeah. 
I th- yeah, and that's that is rough. You that entry point is now cut off to a, a large segment. Right. But to just hold true to this being your story. One of the last thing I'll say about this that I thought was really cool was these guys coming at it from like a competitive gamer, video gamer oh, standpoint. I love it. I love it. And they're talking about all their online matches and all their list building and all their reps and all their prep and all this stuff. And it's just like, yeah, dude, yeah. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, dude. Competitive Warhammer needs an injection of some of that Dota TI money. <laughs> yeah, right? Prize pool at $40 million. Yep. We're going to see some crazy <laughs> ass... Oh man, the thing is when the dice are on the line, yeah. it's different than when, you know, when our team comp and who we yeah, uh, you know, yeah, who yeah. we banned and all the, all that strategy, there's no dice rolls in that. That's true. Well, there is RNG a little bit, um, but not much. But yeah, so yeah, that's a that's a that's a different conversation that we've had before about whether or not money should be in painting competitions and gaming competitions because yeah. it really does change you know, the idea of, of how it's played. Um, we had a good conversation with Vince about that. Vince and Sam, when they were here, yeah. Vince had a pretty, he's got, he's got a strong opinion, a strong opinion, which yeah. was great. You yeah. know, there was no arguments, but it was a really interesting conversation. And Absolutely. I think you and I came from it from a different side than Vince did. Yeah. So it was good uh, yeah. to beat him in that argument. No. Yeah. You definitely <laughs> didn't. I feel like since Vince has just so much, a, a wider breadth of knowledge and actually like maybe playing uh, competitive Warhammer a lot more than myself. I was trying to make it to be gaming. Yeah. And maybe it's not something that should be gaming. Um, maybe there's like a happy medium. I don't know. We haven't really explored it a whole lot after that conversation. But yeah, he brought some important insight. Yeah. Okay. One last thing mm-hmm. on our newsy news, mm-hmm. and that is our good buddy. Danny from Miami, a.k.a. Danny the 3D Printing DM, a.k.a. Lost Adventures Volume 2 Kickstarter King himself. A.k.a. 3D Printed Tabletop. A.k.a. Danimal. (laughs) That's a good one. Where's already one Danimal? There's Danimal from the source. So this must be, he is Danimal from my animal. (laughs) (laughs) What's your animal? (laughs) No, I don't know. <laughs> we'll find out. Uh, we got to ask Danny what's popular in uh, Miami. Crocodiles, uh, alligators. Sorry, not crocodiles. Ooh, yeah, no. I would say uh, boa constrictors that people throw away as pets and they grow to be twenty feet long. Miami. You know, I think you can hunt you can. snakes in in Florida. Yeah, they have bounties on them. Yeah, because they want them taken out. Yeah, because they kill everything and they have got no natural predators, <laughs> and so Jeez. they become massive. Yeah, uh, but yeah, he had his Kickstarter coming out. Um, all sorts of lovely 3D printable stuff. Lots of, I think, more terrain this time than the first time. Yeah. Uh, there's some really cool, not only an awesome set of trees and like stuff that's uh, like fallen trees and stuff that would be perfect for like even mini basing, even Ooh. if you don't use it for D&D. Um, the great looking like fantasy style trees would be great for your Warhammer uh, Age of Sigmar table. Awesome little bits that you can 3D print to put on basing or using dioramas. Mm-hmm. And he even has, oh, God, Danny, I'm just giving you all the props here. And then he even has. <laughs> Why are you upset about that? <laughs> I'm not. Okay. I'm just so excited. He's got a series of bases that you can resin print bases that yeah. are like the, you know, like the, when you get the warhammer underworlds models and they have like a sculpted cool base yes these these are like that where it's got like there's leaves on the base and some rocks and stuff whatever and there's a bunch of different ones of different sizes yeah i'd be like 
I want it, if nothing else, just for that. Like, how great is that? Just boop, I'm just going to print out a whole bunch of bases for my army yeah. or for my D&D models or whatever. But the models themselves are pretty sick as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the whole basing thing, um, I don't want to de- deflate your wonderful compliments, but that, that is an idea that a lot of Patreons have done. And typically, they have like whole basing sets. So if you're like looking for more bases, uh, check the various popular 3D printing Patreons. They all have like really cool base sets. That you can That's cool. Get. I never really looked into that. Yeah, yeah. I need to. I need to do that. But I just like to use dirt and. I mean, and roots. That, that works for me too. I like my roots. Dirt and roots. Roots. So yeah, check it out. It'll be linked down in the description. We love Danny. He's like the nicest person in the universe. Um, he sure is. And he makes awesome Kickstarters that he like. He has like a whole team of people. Like he's super official. Like, yeah, like we're just like just some single dudes. <laughs> Not single, but like individual dudes. Just talking into a microphone. Talking into a microphone. He's got like he's got like like I don't know like fucking ten, fifteen different people that are working on this project with him. It's yeah, nuts. I felt bad every time I was messaging him about this. I, mean, I always started with Danny. Don't worry about this if you're busy with something else. Yeah, right. But do this right now for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, oh, in relation to what I painted, the turtle. The turtle, turtle, the turtle that I painted is from his Kickstarter. Very nice. Yeah, so it's a cool little turtle folk. And you can also see John's work on the Kickstarter. Yeah, credited as Ninjon. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, Danny was like yeah. when I when I showed him when I showed him the the turtle when it was all done. He's like, oh my gosh, that's so awesome. Could I use it? I'm like, please do. Please use a picture. Very cool. That's our newsy news. That's our newsy news. I I don't even know what's next. Uh, it's not like I've ever done this show before. Right. This is not like, like your 29th, 30th episode. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the end of the podcast. Thank you for hanging around until the very end. We really appreciate you watching the whole and listening to the whole uh, podcast. Uh, John, if they want to support us, how do they do that? How do they do that? Well, first and foremost, uh, you can let your fellow mini painting friends know about this podcast. Mm-hmm. You can leave us a review on any of the podcasts, or excuse me, yeah, uh, podcast sites <laughs> Pod, where, wherever you listen to this podcast or well you can leave us a comment i'm dying here dude you gotta save me how else how else can they say can they support how the else podcast? Can they save us save us <laughs> save me from myself uh you can buy merch from us uh we have uh sweaters and t-shirts available at our merch store featuring our cool logo that we had the very talented heavy hand illustration do for us. Make great holiday gifts. Yeah. I, I, I think the size is a little bit smaller than normal. So maybe if you're going to buy some, go one size larger. Okay. I found good, that to be true. That's a good idea. Um, other ways you can support us on Patreon. Um, we have a, a, a $1 tier, uh, which is a support tier that gets us a soda every single week. And uh, Thank you, patrons. There it is. <laughs> and also a $5 tier that gets you access to the extended episode of the podcast wherein we chat about three extra things. One, a favorite meeting that we have had, uh, we've seen from a different painter or a sculpt in this case. This yeah. Week. Um, two, we talk about a, uh, a paint job from the community uh, and give it feedback, one of our patrons. And then three, we chat about new things we tried and uh, the experiments we've had and if they failed or succeeded or somewhere in between. Mm-hmm. Um, so also, obviously, with that $5 tier, you can... Uh, Give us some models to give feedback on. And also you can suggest topics for us to discuss. Yeah. We've had a lot of loaded five dollar tier, honestly. It is. It's so much value. Yeah. So much value. Toss us a fiver. No. (laughs) That's one way you can do it as well. You can also watch the podcast with with, uh, ads enabled if you're into that. It's a good one. I like that one. Yeah. All right, John, tie us off. All right. 
Thank you, Sprues and Spruettes, once again, for joining us in Season 2, Episode 3. Are we on 2, 3, something like that? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, until next time, we will catch you on the flippity-flop.